Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Great to have you here today. We are um, in a series here on the overcoming life. Hopefully you've got yourself a cup of coffee. I can't wait uh, after a couple more episodes. After this one and another one, I'm going to go make myself a cup of coffee. So hopefully you got a cup of coffee there, maybe a notepad, a pen, your Bible. We can dive in. Now you're saying, Brother Clark, I'm driving or I'm in the, I'm at work. Okay, I get it. But uh, thank you for listening, by the way. And um, just trying to set the scene that we can kind of study God's word, look at it, take our time with it, not rush past great principles, but understand them, apply them to our hearts. And I believe, I know the Bible tells me that when we seek the Lord, we're going to have joy. That's that Bible word rejoicing, uh, rejoicing. We're going to rejoice in Christ knowing that he is wonderful and that he would allow us to be overcomers. And then in his word, he gives us the recipe, the prescription on how to become an overcomer in this life. Our text verse here, 1 John 5, 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so we understand that we have victory. We're an overcomer when we live in this world and we don't give in to the temptations of this world. Because there is a battle happening. I mean, to be an overcomer, there has to be some kind of battle. And this battle is raging each and every day and Christians are the ones fighting it. It's happening here in this world which the Bible tells us the little g God of this world is the devil. The tempter of this world, he's the great tempter. The war that we are engaged in, that we are working to overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit is a war of temptation. It is the spirit versus the flesh. We are dealing with things that tempt us, these lusts. Uh, 1 John 2.16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 1 John 2.16 tells us these things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, it's of the world. And if we know the world is the devil's, then it's of the devil, right? And these, these lusts are things that bring forth quick gratification, uh, and the categories that, that I've uh, put in my outline here, as I studied and searched for uh, tip, the categories that these temptations typically fall into are one of about five, money and security. So being tempted by money, um, again, taking a job that God doesn't want you to take, uh, doing something illegal for money, greed, right? Um, being, uh, coveting materialism, uh, coveting, desiring things of others, that you don't have, uh, that God doesn't want you to have, uh, being reckless with money, not being a good steward of what God's given you, taking what God's given you and spending it on yourself and never giving to the to him, to the church, or to others, not being a cheerful giver, um, bribes, you know, all these things. Money and the idea of having security in money and not in God, that's one temptation that we all face. If I'm, I think if I'm honest, every adult faces that temptation. Uh, sexual desires, uh, again, could be fornication, 
uh, which is sex outside of marriage, could be adultery, uh, could be um, homosexuality, could be some other perversion, addiction to pornography. These are lusts, are they not? I mean, they're literally the lust of the eyes, right? The lust of the flesh. You're looking and you want and you try to take, amen? Uh, food, drink, and drugs, eating too much, drinking too much, doing drugs, all of these things are temptations, amen? Uh, they're temptations to uh, have that quick gratification, uh, very similar to the sexual desire. It's a quick gratification. To be gratified now and not to wait, that's oftentimes what it is. And anyone that's had a lot to drink or any of these other things knows that as much as you go up, you're going to come down just as worse, if not more. And that's before all the other troubles hit. Uh, power. People can be uh, enticed by power. They can lust after power. And when they're in power, they can make poor decisions. They can be very corrupt and they can desire to ex uh, extend their power. So power is something one could lust after. And then pride, fame, status, the idea of vanity, the idea of improper living, vain use, the idea that we want others to look up to us and talk about us and lift us up and we want to be known and all these things appeal to our flesh. So the common denominator here is, again, things that, things that bring quick, quick gratification in this world. And as I mentioned last episode, none of these things we take to heaven. None of these are good. None of these are in heaven. Amen. Uh, not, like, not like they are here on earth. Uh, so we cannot um, do anything good with our lusts here and we will not lust after these things there. As I understand it, yes, there'll be food in heaven and, uh, you know, there'll be some kind of power structure, right? Uh, we'll work with the Lord and we'll rule and reign with the Lord. There'll be status in heaven. So all these perverted things the devil has done here on earth will be made right in heaven. But the way that we see them on earth are they're not heavenly. They're not of God. First John 2.16 tells us it's of the world. It's not of God. And we might say, well, but maybe God tempts us with these things. And so maybe to be an overcomer, we have to overcome the temptations that God lays out. But here in the scripture, in the book of James, James tells us that God does not tempt man, that it's not God. James 1, 12 through 16. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. So James 1, 12 through 16 clearly tells us God is not the one tempting. And it also tells us that blessed is the man that endureth. That word endure, what does that mean? That means to put up with. That means to deal with as you're here on earth. Um, one of our ministries is called Enduring Promise. You know, God's promise endures throughout all generations. Amen. Uh, his promise, his word will endure and his promise will endure. And when we believe on that promise, we're saved for an eternity. It's an enduring promise. Um, but this word enduring here means that you're going through temptation and you're not giving into it. You're overcoming that temptation and that you get a crown of life. You get a reward that God's promised to them that love him. And then again, in verse 13 of James one, it says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. So let's, let's see here. Let's break this down for a minute. 
you know, I face temptation. Sometimes I feel like before I preach, God throws me exactly what I'm going to do, what I'm going to be preaching on. So I, I hope that's why I don't know why else, but there's a lot of, uh, stumbling blocks come my way. Amen. Just know that this preacher right here has all kinds of stumbling blocks coming his way, left, right, and center. I guess that's part of the job. And uh, what do I do? I turn to God and I pray and I pray and I seek his will and I meditate on these things and I stay saturated in the word. I practice what I'm preaching literally. Uh, but let's just look at this. So a temptation comes, right? Uh, and we say, well, okay, God, what are you up to? Well, God isn't up to anything because he's not the one tempting. So who's tempting? That's the devil. Um, I remember we had a ministry bill coming up and I wasn't sure how it was going to get paid. Amen. Uh, and I was looking at the receipt and so forth. And it just dawned on me that it, the devil is sending a temptation our way to get me or uh, those in this ministry off track and get us off focus and get us worried and all these things. Now, God being sovereign over the devil, God allows it. So God is not tempting, but God is not stopping the tempter, right? And so God's allowed it for some reason. Well, is that reason not to draw us closer to him? So when we see, oh, we have this bill, how are we going to pay it? Well, then we go in the Lord, go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. We go to the Lord in prayer. We seek the Lord. We spend time in the scriptures. We have to trust him. And only did I have peace because I didn't have peace for a few days about the situation. And, and I wondered what was going on. And, and I'm seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord. And only did I have peace when it finally dawned on me, because I'm a hard-headed person, I'm stubborn, it takes me a while to figure things out, that, hey, you know what? I just need to trust that God is able to provide and let him do it. The more I'm trying to do something, the more it's just getting worse, right? And the less I'm trying to do something, the better. Now, there's tons of scripture on don't be slothful, okay? And so there's a lot of scripture on work, and we believe in working here at KJV Cafe. I work a job and all kinds of stuff, so I'm not saying don't work. But sometimes we need to be still and let God move, amen? Sometimes we need to be still and know that he is God, amen? And so when he moves, he more clearly will get the glory, and he's allowed this situation for our good to grow our patience and our faith and so forth. It's not fun. Again, I can relate to it. Maybe you're going through a temptation of something similar, where there's something that you feel like you need to do, right? And God's allowed it to come your way. But either way, understand the battle here is not with God, it's with the devil. And the devil is the one doing the tempting, amen. And the way to defeat the devil is to turn to scripture, turn to God's word. Matthew 4, 1 through 11, Jesus Christ himself, God the Son, God in the flesh, the second part of the Holy Trinity, teaches us to resist temptation through the word. Very similar scenario. When you look in Matthew 4, and I'm going to bring it up uh, on my computer as I'm preaching this. When you look in Matthew 4, look at verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So think about that. Jesus was led by the Spirit, the Spirit, and that is a capital S Spirit, to, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So capital S Spirit, that means the Holy Spirit led Jesus, okay? So 
That's the third part of the Trinity leading the second part. That's God leading God into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. You see how God is sovereign? So God's not the one tempting, but God has allowed it. God has ordained it, if you will, because God brought Jesus out there. Well, I wonder why God would bring Jesus out there to be tempted of the devil. Could it be for our benefit, for our learning, so that we could get into Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11, and understand what was happening with these temptations? And briefly here... Uh, and I, I encourage you to read Matthew 4, but briefly briefly here, Jesus was tempted to eat when he was hungry. He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. It's hard for me to fast for four hours, amen, but he, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was tempted to eat when he was hungry. That's a lust, is it not? The devil is saying, you lust after this. And what did Jesus do? He quoted scripture back to the devil, amen. He quoted scripture back to the devil, uh, verse 4 of Matthew 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The book of Job, Job writes about esteeming God's word higher than his daily food, his need for food, amen, uh, and and on and on. For time's sake, he was tempted uh, to have angels bring him down from the top of the temple. That would have been the pride, fame, status category because everyone said, oh, look how powerful Jesus is. And he didn't give into that. He quoted scripture. And he was tempted to be king over all the kingdoms of the world, which is a silly temptation because he will be anyways and so much more. But he was tempted with power. So food, pride, and power is what Jesus was tempted in the uh, in the desert by the devil with that God allowed to happen. And Jesus resisted that temptation by quoting scripture three times, getting into God's word. This is a very simple lesson here. As we face battles, as we try to be overcomers in this world by the working of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit wasn't scared to go into the wilderness there to face the devil. The Holy Spirit was ready to, so that we could learn by the working of that same Holy Spirit in the, in the hearts and minds of believers, we are to face the temptation by getting into scripture and not giving in to these lusts of the flesh, of the eyes, uh, of the pride of life, not giving into these things, but pushing back against them and turning to God in obedience and taking up our cross and living for him. And look where Jesus is today. He's highly exalted. He's king, and king, king of kings and lord of lords. He's our savior and lord. And so he resisted then, and now all glory and honor is due to him. When we resist now, later on, we will be rewarded in heaven. That is the lesson for today. Tune in next time as we get deeper into being an overcomer in this life. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.